Today on Laura Lynn and Friends. She picks him up early from school, completely blindsides him, takes him to wherever they go get the shots, no idea. And he's like, what are we doing here? I thought we were going to the cottage or something. Why are you picking me up halfway through school? Oh no, you're getting the second one. He, he told me after, he was so upset, he put himself into a corner. She like told him to get out of the corner, get over here. Now, I don't know, this is kind of heartbreaking for me as I'm trying to like stand there and maintain my composure and either like not cry, not be enraged and just support him as he was telling her that, telling me that she had to like basically bear hug him as the other nurse, I guess, or somebody else jabbed the needle in his arm. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Last Days. How are you all doing? It is so good to be with you. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. We have a dad who, uh, you know that I've been covering a story of another father who is actually in jail right now. And that's because he went on the run with his daughter, whom he did not want vaccinated, whom the mother said she was going to do what the government wanted her to do and vaccinate the child. Uh, and so this is erupting and a lot of people are now in an uproar, a lot of families, a lot of uh, exes, I guess. And even those that are married can sometimes have an extreme disagreement on vaccination. What we do know is that the harms from the vaccine are pouring out. I do mean literally to the point of Dr. Anthony Fauci is having to backtrack on a few things uh, as of late, and he is being put uh, to the, you know, and held to account for the misinformation that they have been putting out there. I don't know if you've seen that Dr. Burks from the United States of America says they knew that vaccines would not work, and yet they went ahead with it. Why? Why after third and fourth boosters are doctors dying in Canada? Why have over 142 kids on the VAERS reports died after vaccination? Why is no one talking about it? Why is the SMS, SMM, oh, help me out, JT, mainstream media, SMSN, MSM. <laughs> Yesterday, that MSM meant something totally different with relation to monkeypox. <laughs> monkeypox is hitting the MSM, but it doesn't mean mainstream media. Okay, so I want you, before we go to our interview, very, very important, watch Tucker Carlson. This guy, you should not miss him. If there is one person that has the facts, one person that is telling the truth in mainstream media, that would be Tucker Carlson. Take a look at what he had to say. On this channel, just the other day, Tony Fauci, no less than Tony Fauci, admitted in public that actually we have no idea what effect the COVID vaccines might have on women's fertility, on their menstrual cycles. Wait a second. Remember when suggesting that could get you bounced off of Twitter and Facebook as a conspiracy theorist? Well, it turns out it's true. Here's Tony Fauci. There's been a, yeah. a number of studies. New York yeah. Times just did one about um, sure. menstruating cycles and how that is affected by vaccines. Yeah, though, well, the menstrual thing uh, is, is something that seems to be quite transient and, and temporary. That's the point. That's one of the points. We need to study it more. Oh, we need to study it more. 
We need to study more. It's just like human fertility, reproducing the species, the most important event in most people's lives. We need to study it more. Oh, but it's too late. We just forced millions of women to take that drug. Sorry. So how did they release a vaccine and then make it mandatory when they didn't understand the long-term effects of the drug? That's a very good question. Here's Deborah Burks. She's the former White House COVID response director, again on Fox News. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines, and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will, but let's be very clear. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. What? Stop the... Pre Quote, I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection. Really, Deborah Burks? But somehow you forgot to mention that as people were being fired from their jobs for not taking this on the premise that if they took it, they would never be infected? When do you get criminally charged? Soon, we hope. And then there's the effect of the COVID vaccines on the elderly, the population most at risk. According to The Lancet, no less than vaccinated people around Joe Biden's age are 80% more likely to become sick after taking the COVID shot as compared to unvaccinated people. Wait, what? 80% more likely to become sick after taking the shot that was supposed to prevent them from getting sick? How is this not the banner headline? It's being ignored. Well, as one scientist wrote in the Journal of Virology, quote, the study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of the COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. So it's not just that your natural antibodies were more powerful than the vaccine. We've known that for a long time, though they lied about it. Turns out the vaccine appears to depress your immune system. This has massive implications, not just for COVID. There are all kinds of horrible diseases you can get with the suppressed immune system. The Journal of Food and Chemical Toxicology found the same thing, quote, Vaccination induces a profound impairment in type 1 interferon signaling, which has diverse adverse consequences to human health. What the hell? And yet these people are on TV blithely admitting, oh, well, we should do more study on that after we forced it on the entire American population, on billions of people globally. And this might explain how Joe Biden got covid after getting every available shot and telling us just a year ago that vaccines conferred total immunity. The various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID, but I've been double vaccinated, double boosted. So one of the responses to this is great sadness, of course, because even people who didn't vote for Joe Biden believed his administration when they said this, because they were acting in the name of science. People were afraid of COVID, in some cases with great justification. Some people were at risk of dying from COVID. And they reached out and accepted this drug on the promise, told to them repeatedly that it would save them. And you know, Deborah Burks, so I knew it didn't really work. So the question is, why is no one being held accountable? Why is the party that promised to hold Big Pharma accountable ignoring this? They're not saying a single word about any of these lies from the pharmaceutical industry. Wow, absolutely shameful. 
So after all of this time, two and a half years of this irresponsible send out of an injection that is absolutely useless, by the way, thousands of people now dying after third and fourth shots from COVID even, if not inexplicable reasons. Now they tell us that they knew perhaps that it wasn't going to work. But what kind of position has that put the general public in who through MSM, mainstream media, have been lied to, misinformed, told that these shots are safe. And for those who are not discerning and those who do not search out the true matter might find themselves believing and perhaps injecting one of their loved ones with something that could be very harmful. Well, such is the case and such is the difficulty that my next guest faced. His name is Chris Oates. He's a father. He loves his child. And the challenge surrounding these vaccines has come to light. So Chris, we welcome you to the show. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for being with hey, us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Tell me. You bet. It's an honor. Um, thank you for fighting and standing strong for your child. It's very important. Um, so you have a story to tell about how it went down in your family. Can you give us the sort of the background and tell us what you've been facing? Absolutely. And I mean, I don't want to try to fill in as much as I can without taking too much time, but it was uh, probably about a year ago now that the vaccine had been mentioned that it was going to come out for kids and already within our household here um we don't feel we feel against it now uh my son's mother and i haven't been together for quite some time now but uh, i still like to take his opinion and his feelings and whatnot into it he's he's 11 now he's 10 at the time and his words last well i mean last year or when i asked him about about it was like hey what do you think about this are you gonna get it like whatever his words were like i don't know what's happening but it's all too fast i don't want to get it okay good for you now if he had chose to get it i would have supported him like you know ground some enamel off my teeth but if that's his choice then i'd try and do whatever I can to support him, right? He didn't want it. So I expressed that feeling to his mother that he didn't want it. I do not want him to have it. And that was going to be it. Like just let time show what's this all about. Cause it's, it was literally like cooked up in the kitchen last night. And, uh, so a couple of messages relayed back and forth about how like, nope, it's still not going to happen. And we're still against it. Um, now fast forward to, it was December. Yeah. Beginning of December, I get uh, some correspondence from her lawyer saying that they're taking me to court for him to get it. If I don't essentially back off and say that he can, that she can go take him to get it. I'm being taken to court. I'm going to lose and he's going to get it. 
and you're going to be responsible for the court fees. I'm not the type of person to be told some things like, especially if I feel very strongly about it, especially when it comes to my son. So I'm going to like back him up now even more. So then I started doing like trying to find a lawyer. Everything was still so well driven by the mainstream media about everything. Get it, get it, get it. She even took me to her, their family doctor who was, um, Hmm. How do I say he was all very like nice to re nice to answer his tap my son's questions about this shot. But then when I had follow up questions about the safety of it, uh, historical data, long term effects, all of that, he was very short and snappy with me, uh, didn't answer anything. All of a sudden now his time was up, he had to move on to the next thing and whatever. He's a family doctor. That's fine. They see people in and out, throw out drugs like there's nothing and then carry on. I took it one step further when it came to the court dates. So now I get served court papers. We're going to court. There's um, a case conference, I guess it's called, on in early January. We saw it was it was sorry it was before they went back to school. The kids went back to school. And again, throughout this whole time. I'm still like, no, don't, he's not getting it. I'd send a couple articles. I'd send some studies that have been done. And of course, oh, it's from, that's from a anti-vax website. That's not, uh, it hasn't been, uh, was it like third party tested or peer reviewed? These are all like, oh, that's from Dr. Malone. Yeah, well, he's been discredited. Stuff like that. Um, and then it was like the, when was it? It was a week before the kids had to go back to school. And that's when the first, the case conference was. And the judge heard all of her stuff when it came to mine, basically like flipped through it. It was like, okay, there's really nothing here. Uh, let's move on. When can we rehear this? And they wanted to push it to, if I recall correctly, like February 8th or 9th. Her lawyer lit up, it's like, no, this needs to be done before he goes back to school. He's, he's endangering their grandfather because he could get them sick. He, he's the only one that's not vaccinated the whole family. And he's going to bring this home and kill everybody, essentially. <laughs> so they moved it because of Zoom and the convenience of it. I mean, that's great for everybody else. But in this case, they Zoomed in... Uh, a Brampton court judge who could hear it, you know, the Friday. I was able to reach out to um, the chief of medicine here at McMaster Hospital in Hamilton, who was willing to see me the next day as I explained to her a little bit about the case of where I am and how my son felt. So she took us in. She gave us an hour and 40 minutes out of her day, which I mean, to me, is pretty big for the chief of medicine just to sit us in a room and have a completely open conversation about everything from masking to no masking to shots to one shot to boosters to um, stats and studies in Sweden and all over the place like she was incredible incredible I FaceTimed in my mother or sorry my mother my son's mother so that she could be involved in the conversation 
and hopefully be educated. Unfortunately, all she did was challenge the doctor the whole time. And at the end of it, the next day, so we left there and my son was going to be okay with getting one. As the doctor said in Sweden, that's where they're taking some approach is they're just getting them one shot and that's enough because for whatever reason, I can't recall that's what she had said then. He was okay with one shot because it was like, okay, one and done, that's fine. The next day, the Friday, it was the case and her lawyer starts off with no full regime, all the shots. <laughs> okay. Again, the judge sees all of her information, just like breezes through mine, not important. The government recommends it. It's safe. I don't know why you're putting up such a fuss. He's getting it. Then he gets, so he gets ordered now for two shots. I get ordered to pay the bill for her lawyer. I also get ordered to not speak to my son about any sort of vaccine, their efficacy, the good, the bad. I can't show him anything on um, like Instagram, TikTok, any other videos, any Tucker Carlson, anything like that. I'm not allowed to permit anybody else to speak to him about stuff like that. And he's also not allowed to go to any other doctor other than their family doctor here. All right, great. So after that, I deliver the news. I talk with my son about it. I'm like, look, bud, game's over. I did my best. And he was heartbroken. He was like, hey, he told me right then. He's like, I don't want any then. If that's the way it is, I don't want any. And I'm like, all right, well, tell your mother that. She's on her way here. She basically came after that court before I could even get an appeal, find a lawyer to get some sort of appeal, anything. She was on her way here, picked him up and took him. So first shot in and done. He thought it was still one and done. Fast forward eight weeks later, as the NIH and H, whatever that national committee recommends, she picks him up early from school, completely blindsides him takes them to wherever they go get the shots, no idea. And he's like, what are we doing here? I thought we were going to the cottage or something. Why are you picking me up halfway through school? Oh no, you're getting the second one. He, he told me after, he was so upset, he put himself into a corner. She like told him to get out of the corner, get over here. Now, I don't know, this is kind of heartbreaking for me as I'm trying to like stand there and maintain my composure and either like not cry, not be enraged and just support him as he was telling her that, telling me that she had to like basically bear hug him as the other nurse, I guess, or somebody else jabbed the needle in his arm. Well, oh, well, it's been done. Like, what can I do? Right. And then even after I send his mother, some other articles, some things that have popped up. Hey, look at this. Check this out. Did you know this or that? In her words, she's very well versed and educated on all of this stuff. And then she also responds, I don't know why you're sending me this stuff. You've already lost. 
excuse me, I've lost. So it was about a competition. It wasn't about his health. It was about you having control and not caring for whatever he had to say, whatever I had to say. And now look, now look what's coming out. Now, like how you started off today, like just really gets me going again for everybody that's been forced to take this. That's been families that have even broken up because one, like now all of a sudden the parents don't want it. Like they're not on the same playing field. And then in separated cases like mine, or like the, the dad that's in jail, are you kidding me? For what? So like, how about take off the whole emergency use only off the shots or off this label and see how well they go. You can't like, as far as I know, you can't get, they're all being delivered under this emergency use. So take that away. There's no emergency anymore. What's the, what's the next one? Monkeypox? Is that it? Is that another emergency? 100% Chris. And this has uh, killed more children than COVID. Uh, they can't find yeah. a legitimate case of a child dying of COVID. And not without comorbidities, not without extenuating circumstances. But uh, the last time I looked, it was 142 kids that have died after getting the vaccine in very bad circumstances. So it gets reported to the VAERS report. We are now finding that that young men in particular, and I'm sure you know this, myocarditis, uh, young people having strokes. We've never seen so many young people having strokes, and now they're trying to normalize it. We have the WEF, we have the United Nations Agenda 2030 that is guiding everything our governments do. One of their initiatives, one of their SDGs is vaccinations. Vaccinations means money. It means money in the pockets, certainly of big pharma, but also in the pockets of governments who invest in these vaccines. They found a way to do a lot of damage. Um, I cannot for the life of me understand any mother who's, who's uh, as ill-informed as to allow an experimental jab that has killed many children and now has caused myocarditis in uh, yeah. thousands of kids. There are thousands of reports of this. So the mainstream media has done a very good job in convincing people like your ex-wife that these are safe. When in actual fact, Deborah Burks, we just heard, is, that is the latest breaking news from yesterday, Chris, that Deborah Burks in charge of putting all of this together says, we didn't think they'd work. We, we knew it wouldn't work. And, and how come that's not on the news? How come that's not on whatever you CTV or? Yep. <laughs> you tell me why they're not shouting from the hilltops that now people that are being injected three and their fourth time, uh, uh, their immune systems are so compromised, they can't even withstand. That's why they're getting this COVID. Uh, doctors, doctors that have uh, been they have not been paid to tell the narrative of the COVID-19 vaccines that's made several billionaires during the last two years, by the way. But the doctors that are not paid yeah. to give this information are saying that now the 
the natural immune systems are permanently compromised of those that are taking this vaccine. And I'm sorry, I don't wish to demean the mother of your child, but you would have to rip me apart before anyone would get to my child to give an experimental vaccine that is causing more harm than any good it could ever do. And my heart is with you, Chris, and I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for what's happened to you, to your son, and to be held down. C could you remind me of his age again? How old did you say? He's 10. Now he just recently 10. turned 11. Oh, I actually have pain in my chest because I'm so shocked and hurt for your son and for this is happening not just to you and in your family, but to a lot of families, Chris. And I just thank you for being honest and being willing to share. But, you know, you got to have you got to have some kind of other problem to not be looking at the data and to think you're informed. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough has only been trash talked by the people who want the vaccines to be promoted to line their own uh, pockets. Dr. Peter McCullough is a world famous, world renowned heart specialist. Dr. Peter McCullough is absolutely, he used to get written up. He's the most published doctor of all times until what? Until the COVID uh, vaccines, until he started seeing all the harms. And then he spoke yeah. out and oh, now, oh, he's a bad doctor. Exactly, exactly. And I actually, uh, I ran into Dr. Byram Bridal uh, here yes. he the, he was the university. I'm, th I'm sure you're familiar with him. Um, and I, I had am. a good, good conversation with him too. And he's, he's of the same, the same thoughts too. And he's the minute he spoke out immediately ousted by the university of Guelph. And, um, I mean, he's, he's stuck in a hard spot too. He's trying to do the right thing and he's getting, you know, spears thrown at him from Dr. every angle. Charles Dr. Charles Hoff was just a regular doctor. He was in, um, what was that place, uh, JT? Dr. Hoff was in, it burned down Lytton, BC. Lytton, BC. And he, they started administrating, uh, administering the vaccines. And all of a sudden, so many people are being harmed by the vaccines. He's in shock. He writes to Dr. Bonnie Henry, who should be responding to doctors who are, you know, seeing the frontline problems of a new vaccine uh they don't even bother getting back to him until he does a public letter by that time someone's dead numerous neurological problems kids are harmed and and dr hoff of course is then villainized here's a doctor who served in the same community for decades this is happening dr hodkinson same thing dr um uh Malthouse, Stephen Malthouse over on the island, uh, Dr. Patrick in Ontario, all across all of these good doctors looking at Dr. Paul Alexander. And I urge everyone to follow Dr. Paul Alexander's Substack every single day. He is outing the latest information. He's he's the reason we know about monkeypox, like monkeypox, you know, is just the, the latest of their scaremongering, but it's hitting a certain group right now and he's saying hey 
you know, you got to stop the spread. So, you you know, you've got to put out good information about how to handle all of that. He's the one who's outlining that the immune systems of those who have had double shots and now three and four shots, their immune, their natural immunity is depleting, not just to COVID or the variants, but to everything. Cancers are up. Sudden adult death syndrome. Worldwide, 20% deaths up, not due to COVID. Are you kidding me? Why would we bring our children? Are you insane? It, it just, it, it's absolutely unacceptable that any parent is doing this. And my heart really goes out to you. You're a hero. Thank you for standing with your child. And we also just need to pray that he's covered and protected because good news, there are saline solution shots out there. Yeah. My guest yesterday, okay, this guy's a, a absolutely phenomenal. But he is a funeral, um, he was a mortician in the UK, and yeah. uh, he's been speaking up since the beginning. And we know that there, every doctor I've talked to, because we're in testing, we can only hope the ones we love got saline solution, because that's a possibility. But we can't keep giving, is, is, is your ex-wife going to participate in the once every nine months that British Columbia is putting forward right now, or in Canada, they want everybody to have more and more and more shots. I, I don't know. I would be tempted to say yes, just with historical and past past uh, behavior. I don't know about this. I did hear also that they're uh, they're trying to put a booster in for the kids. I don't know. But um, the ne oh, it's funny that you, you mentioned um, just a couple of things that triggered one more part of my story because there's still a little bit more to go. Um, okay. Mid-August, we have one more court date set, and that's for her to try and take away medical rights from me because of all of this, because I'm standing up for my son so that he doesn't get an experimental shot. She even messaged me the day that she told me he got a shot. I sent a nice blurb of like, well, you, I can't remember exactly what I said, so I don't want to quote it on here, but essentially like you've just put him in harm's way and damaged his immune system along the lines of that. And uh, her response to me was, you're a joke. You're not Chris. You're on oh. the right side of this 100%. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate it. And the supports, the port, the supports um, what has gotten me through this far. Yes, sir. Uh, so, um, I will let you know that there's two, uh, reports by Dr. Paul Alexander that will be very, very helpful to you in court. There's also a report by Dr. Byron Bridal, who you, you've mentioned. It's a 360 some, uh, report that is absolutely filled with the evidence and the kind of, of, you can arm yourself with this, um, you know, these facts that you can take to the judge, the judge can see them and judges have got to stop forcing or allowing in, in a place where there is a parent, a parent, parental rights should be important. If there's a disagreement, I am of the opinion that the courts should 
make it mandatory that when parents are in disagreement, we do not vaccinate the child. What are you going to do with two parents who are rushing to get their ch child, you know, given a shot? Myocarditis will literally cause the death of a, of a young person within a few years, if not sooner, because it enlarges the heart. Watch the stories yep. we've had on this very show of the fathers, Rodriguez, um, uh, this father, nice. Ramirez, uh, um, the dad who loved his son, just a young guy. He got the shot. And Mr. Ramirez thought he was doing the right thing for his son. He would give anything, anything to take that moment back, what he did to his child. So this is so serious. Uh, the evidence is there. Dr. Byron Bridal has that evidence and you can submit it to the courts and I will be in touch with you off air to let you or anyone interested in these reports from Dr. Paul Alexander and to, from Dr. Byron Bridal to present to courts. It's very important. And, you know, the stuff even that Tucker's putting out, he's quoting all the the, the real data. He, he's not giving his opinion. He's giving yeah. the latest scientific data saying, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Right? And now yeah. giving it to kids. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to, to, to do that with over my dead body. Would you vaccinate my children? And so Chris, thank you so much for standing strong. Uh, we'd love to hear a follow-up if you'd like to talk about it later. Um, by all Absolutely. means, you can use this video as evidence i'm sure she she's not going to be happy that you're talking about it out loud uh this is war and this is um this is a fight to the finish for the safety of our children and what's happened to you is wrong and i mean i don't know what part of the country you're actually from chris um you're in canada somewhere i think but i was gonna say i'm, I'm an hour west of toronto okay so you can get stats that are showing um, like uh, what's happening. It's not as easy in Canada, but we can work on getting that for you too, because there are children being harmed right in your own province. For, for COVID, it's 99.9% .9 recoverable. And for children, it's literally zero, literally yeah. zero. So you're getting an experimental drug put into your precious child. You're kidding. For nothing. For nothing and that's exactly I what feel your pain yeah and that's that whole conversation we had with the chief of medicine here was those stats and yep. you know kids sometimes like they sit there and you're not sure if they're listening but they're always listening and i asked him like are you, you know, like you paying attention and he's like uh, yeah and he repeated everything that she said verbatim like he gets it he's informed he was informed through her. He paid attention. I didn't have any influence. His mother, I don't know whatever they do over their house, however she influences or she takes him for the flu shot all the time, whatever. That's why I took him to the third party. And as far as I'm concerned, one of the best top doctors who actually gave her true unbiased opinion about it. And she's like, I, whatever she's the doctor she's like i've given the shots the shots for elderly the shots are for people who have like underlying comorbidities who could be really affected by if they got sick or obese people that's what she said 
She's like, it's not for kids. Kids are barely touched by this thing. And it was like, it was either 50 or 80%, she said, of the kids will get COVID and they won't even know they had it. it exactly. It's just done and gone. Uh, when you're going to be uh, succumbing to the fear porn of the mainstream media, and that's what it is, if Dr. Bricks can two years later come out and say, oh, we knew that the vaccines wouldn't work, but we just went ahead with it. Well, what has happened? The chaos that has ensued. This is a doctor yeah. that was there instructing all of us, instructing the mainstream media, now coming out with her shiny new hair and where she needs to be sued. Who's accountable? Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. Uh, you know, when is the judicial system accountable for allowing, in the face of good data, for allowing this? Um, they're all, they're all, I, 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 it's beyond me. I understand. We need judges with integrity, character, and it does take courage because you have to stand up against this propaganda machine and this pitman of not wanting to get this vaccine because you're doing your part for humanity no humanity is now dying in epic proportions check out the numbers of deaths that are happening not related to covid it's up everywhere cancers are exploding we cover this yeah. every day on this show so chris thank you very much uh for what you've done let's talk again and i i hearing before a judge will give you the rights that you deserve because that's what's gonna help your child. And I, I'm truly grieved over your situation. Thanks for speaking with us. No problem, Laura. Again, thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure, pleasure being here and meeting you and we will definitely, definitely talk again. Thank you, Chris. Take care. All right, thanks. Bye for now. <sighs> wow. God gives you a baby. God gives you a child that you're blessed enough to be able to coddle and hug and care for. Don't put anything experimental near my child. Not a hope in Hades will you do that. What has happened to the world? All of the fear that has come into everyone's minds and now they make such desperate decisions. My website is lauralynn.tv. I just want to thank you for joining me. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, there's my interview from yesterday. If you did not see it with John O'Looney, uh, you do not want to miss it. I consider that to be one of the most um, intense interviews with him talking about what they're seeing when they are doing the the preparations to bury people that have died after a vaccine. There's a problem, everybody. Something's very, very wrong. If you like the kind of programming that I bring, would you do something? Um, would you help us? Would you help us to be able to do this? Because the only way that we're able to do it is with your help and I appreciate you. And if, if you can't help right now financially, would you keep us in your prayers? Because I gotta tell you, we're in the fight of our lives. We really, really are.
I'm going to be uh, speaking with Pastor Art Pulowski's uh, wife and son. And I'm also going to be speaking with Pastor Art Pulowski tomorrow morning at, uh, I believe it's 10 o'clock, right? But it's 9, it's 9 in Alberta. So is that, no, no. Oh yeah, it's 9 in BC, it's 9 PST. So you don't want to miss Pastor Art Pulowski. He has been vindicated on so many levels. All right, I want to read to you from Psalms 57. It's the only way to get through everybody that we trust in the Lord God. Yesterday, John O'Looney said something. He said the only thing that's going to get us through is an act of God. We need a divine intervention. Something very bad has seized our world, and we really, really do need God to intervene. So, Psalms 57, verse 7. My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake my soul. Awake my soul. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love reaching to the heavens and your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens and let your glory be over all the earth. What we need right now is God's glory to be over all the earth. And we actually need to understand that His power is greater than what we're seeing out there. When this talks about how great God's love is, do you not think that God's love is greater than the assault and the attack of the enemy? You do not need to be confounded by all of the nonsense that's happening, all of the evil. You know, the, the Word of God describes the devil that he is a murderer from the beginning. Our country was founded on principles, founded in the Word of God, knowing that God is a God of freedom, He is a God of justice, He is a God of love, He is a God of peace. And while all those things seem very hard to find right now, it doesn't alter the fact that our God is watching, that He is a God of love, that His love reaches to the heavens and His faithfulness to the skies. Do you think that God's faithful to you? If you're facing a tough situation right now, and boy, a whole lot of people are, let me tell you, a whole lot of people are facing all kinds of pain because of what's happened. It's okay to trust God. It really, really is because He is trustworthy. He's trustworthy. He's got you, your family, your life, your finances, your job, all of it in the palm of his hand. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you tomorrow, everybody. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. 
I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.